Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Good afternoon and happy Digital Citizenship Month. This is Ananda League with the Ananda League Show. And today I've been having a great time talking to some of my favorite digital citizens. So we're wrapping up today by going to the Bay Area. I had to pause for a second because mm-hmm. I've like, talked to people in Alabama, I've talked to people in New York, and now I'm talking with a very dear digital sister and digital citizen. Her name is Grace Wong Lynch. How are you, Grace? I'm doing great this morning. How about you? I'm wonderful. So can you tell everybody, before we jump into the conversation, where they can find you online, both your website and your favorite social media? Sure. Um, so my blog is called Hapu Mama. It deals with um, Asian mixed race family, food, books, culture. Um, you can just go to hapamama.com, H-A-P-A-M-A-M-A.com. And my favorite digital platform is Twitter. And on Twitter, I am at Hapamama Grace. That's pretty much my handle on um, most social media platforms on Instagram and Pinterest. And you can follow my blog page on Facebook, which is just Hapamama. All right. So everybody, I first discovered Grace and her fantastic wisdom and words, I will call it that, um, through blog her. And before Block Her, and we're going to get into that, she had a, a life that was in journalism and media. Can you tell us a little bit about that and how you made the transition from that career into the blogging and social media world? Yeah, absolutely. So I graduated from college and um, – wanted to get into journalism and storytelling. And at that time, the the medium that appealed to me most was television. And so I went into a career and worked in um, television news in various local stations. And, um, and then when it got to the point where I wanted to have a family and have children, I decided that wasn't really the best um, schedule and and that sort of thing for my lifestyle. And I ended up staying at home with my kids for a while when they were younger. And um, during that time, I just had so many ideas. I was so used to, you know, just going out and seeing things and noticing things that are going on in the world. And I wanted to talk about my own life. And I wanted to um, tell stories about things that you don't usually see in the rest of the media. And around that time was the, also the time that blogging became a big deal and mommy blogging. I don't really like that word, but, you know, <laughs> that is what um, a lot of times people think of, you know, when women are blogging about their lives and their families and, and um, the technology just became so much easier for 
anybody, just a regular person. You didn't really need to know how to code or to program or build a website. And it became really easy to make wonderful, beautiful, high-quality websites and, um, you know, express your own ideas. And so, you know, when I realized that that could be done, then I realized that myself as a mother and um, as an Asian-American woman, um, as part of a mixed-race family, I didn't need to wait for other people to give me those opportunities to talk about things that were really relevant to my life and that I saw in my world. I could just create my own platform and, um, and just start doing it. I love that you decided to say what's on your mind, you owned your voice, and you created a space. That's pioneering, and it's inspiring um, to me because you represent the best of what America is about, the mixing pot, and all of its complexities, and you dig into some of those complexities a lot on your blog. And I've always been a fond reader. I don't probably never have commented. I do so on your Facebook page, I think, a little bit more um, because that's where I pick pick up your stories. But there was one in particular, and we're going to get into what digital citizenship means to Grace in a second. But I wanted to really talk a little bit about your recent blog post on growing up code switching, because that's something that that, um, I talk about with my African-American friends. But when I saw that, I said, ooh, I want to hear about that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, can you relate? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yeah, so, yeah, um, actually, I wrote that that, uh, just before the Blog Her conference that happened a couple weeks ago in New York. And um, it was sort of part of a series to get uh, bloggers to know other bloggers and to, you know, just know a little bit about what goes on in other people's minds um, so we can understand each other better. And, and that's the wonderful thing about blogging is that it's so personal and yet public, you know. So what I, what I was thinking about was I wanted to explain this part of me that um, I had grown up with because I'm Asian American. My parents were immigrants from Taiwan. I grew up sort of um, in two different kind of worlds. I had this family life at home where, you know, the culture was different. Um, our language was different. You know, whether we were speaking in my parents speak the Taiwanese dialect. And, um, and, and, you know, and even not just like the language being different, but as I was growing older, then I started to realize, you know, even when I'm speaking English, when I'm at home with my family, I speak differently than when I'm out at school or at work in like more of a mixed environment or mostly a white environment. And, um, and then so, you know, later when I learned the term code switching, I was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, that, I totally do that, you know, and um, and it was something that when I had first maybe realized that this was a kind of um, thing that a lot of a lot of people do, and especially if you're um, any kind of 
person of color or ethnic minority, um, you come from some kind of a different culture, you know, it's something that you end up just kind of picking up when you're kind of spending time in different circles. And I remember in college, I, I started off my blog post about this, um, how somebody had commented to me that had just met me and uh, we had been going to you know, different social events and things like that. And this friend commented to me, you're, you know, you're really able to change the way you act. You, you kind of like change and bend on, you know, depending on who you're with. And at the time, I was kind of offended. I felt a little bit like, you know, what are you trying to say? Are you trying to say that I'm fake or that I don't really have like an, you know, a really clear idea of who I am? And, um, and those words stuck with me. And later when I learned the term code switching and then, you know, as I was older and went into the job world and um, worked as a journalist and had to work with a lot of different types of people and have conversations in which, um, you know, I had a short amount of time to jump to kind of a, you know, meaty conversation with people I had barely met and that was part of my job to get that done then I started to realize that um, this skill that I had been doing my whole life was actually something that prepared me really well for these kinds of conversations and actually just prepared me really well in life so that I could interact with different types of people. You know, I never assume, and um, I never assume that people think the same way that I do or that um, words might mean the exact same thing to a certain person or that they're going to understand um, everything I'm talking about. Even if they understand the words, maybe they don't understand like the context. So mm -hmm. it's something that I'm always aware of and um, I think it's a really uh, important thing for, for people to cultivate and, and to understand that people, you know, that there are different ways of communicating, that there's mm -hmm. different um, things that are considered polite or rude or, you know, different things that are considered acceptable or normal in different societies and different groups and not to say one way is better than another, but just to know that in this situation, this is considered this way. You know, this is totally normal to in this tone of voice or this um, type of language or to have conversations about such a thing in this circle and maybe it's different in another circle and to know that those things are are fluid and that they can change and and knowing that can help you be able to understand other people better and to um, be able to get to know people past the superficial you know because when, when you understand a little bit more about why a person is um, acting in a certain way, then you understand, okay, you know, that might be different than what I'm used to, but it doesn't mean that it's bad. It's not a judgment on me. It's not a judgment on them. You know, there's a lot of, a lot of variety and diversity in our, in our world, and, and that's a good thing. It is. It is. And I love the way that you have explained it. It's a... My dad is an organizational development um, consultant and a diversity trainer with over 50-something years of experience. And so I grew up knowing that code switching, and that's not what he called it, but it's mm -hmm. survival skills. It's survival skills. It's communication skills. It was just, it was 
just what you do or what we did um, and what I continue to do, but I love the way that you have explained it um, because it helps us, those of us who are doing the code switching on a day-to-day basis, um, (laughs) it can, in certain situations, and I know you have probably experienced this, it can wear you out. And, um, you know, it's just, it's a balance, but it's a part of being in a um, multicultural community and it's it really does help you get to know folks um and and understand people's perspective. So your blog is called Hapa Mama and I love how you take a word and have owned it yourself. But can you tell everybody what the origin of Hapa is and what it means for your blog? Sure. Um, the word hapa originally comes from a Native Hawaiian phrase called hapa haole, which means basically literally half white. And um, so it was a term that was coined in Hawaii and originally started out as kind of a, not a good thing, kind of a way, um, you know, people talked about people who were mixed race and, and not in a positive way. And so over the years, you know, in um, – in Asian American and Pacific Islander circles, that word has kind of been reclaimed um, as, uh, you know, a source of, hey, this is what I am, you know, this is what my heritage is, and, and you know, that's what it is. Um, so, you know, I, when I was first starting to blog, and one of, I mean, basically the reason why I started blogging is because when I had my kids and they were little, and, um started to realize we've got, you know, different different family things going on because our family is mixed race and multicultural and um and that's really what I wanted to write about because I felt like, you know, I I knew that there were a lot more um mixed race couples having kids and um but yet not everybody wants to talk about it all the time, um, about mm-hmm. these kind of issues in their regular life. And so I thought, you know, I just want to create a space so I can talk about these issues and then whoever is interested can come and read it and join in and talk about it here too. You know, I don't want to wear out my friends by like talking about things that, you know, perhaps they're not interested in talking about. And so, you know, having a blog was a, a great way to, to do that and, and talk to the people who are, who are wanting to have that conversation. Awesome. So that brings me to the question of the day, <laughs> one of the questions. <laughs> what is your definition of digital citizenship? Um, you know, I think digital, okay, everything digital is just another way of doing everything that we do in our regular life anyway, right? It's um, basically, it is another way of expressing our citizenship. You know, as citizens, we want to be engaged, you know, being um, citizenship is, you know, being a contributing member of society, voicing your opinion, um, you know, giving feedback, uh, forming community, um, you know, forming community both with people who are like you and also forming bigger communities um, by helping bridge different groups and, um, and working together with other people. So, Digital citizenship, I think, is just doing all of those same things, but doing it on the Internet, um, you know, whether you're doing it on your blog or whether you're, um, just, you just have a Facebook page and you're sharing things that you find 
interesting and meaningful to you, um, you know, sharing information about how people can get engaged, how, you know, people can do something to change something that you care about, um, you know, whether you're on Twitter and engaging with people who you barely know or whether you keep your circle pretty small and mainly share with people that are your close friends in regular life, you know, there's a lot of different ways to do it. But basically it's, it's doing all of those things but just using a different tool which is, you know, your smartphone or your computer, whatever, to do it. All right. So we've talked a little bit about how you've been using your digital citizenship voice um, through your blog, through Twitter. You also serve as the blogger news and politics editor. And that, I can imagine, is a huge platform for you to be able to share your digital citizenship voice. Can you tell us about that uh, platform and then What's going on over there, and how are you using your digital citizenship voice on Blocker? Sure. Um, so, in my work as um, news and politics editor at Blocker, it's it's different than my regular blog in that I'm um, I'm both writing things and I'm also um, working with a lot of other bloggers and um, different people to um, bring together like a bigger community and to also bring together people who are different. You know, not everything that, um, you know, in as an editor I keep an eye out for not just my own experiences or things that I find interesting or things that I agree with, but, um, you know, the work of an editor is to notice things that are going on in the world and, you know, and, and at Blogger it's a great opportunity to, get, you know, a lot of different viewpoints all in one place, you know. And so I feel blessed and um, just really fortunate that I get to interact with so many different people and, um, you know, just be a part of a lot of really topical, hot conversations. And, you know, I don't necessarily have to have experienced it personally, but, you know, I think it's also really powerful um, and something that we can all do is we can read other people's work and we can amplify it. We can share it with our friends and, you know, if you read something and it um, makes you, like, have that light bulb that goes off in your head that goes, oh, you know, I had never seen things like that before or I didn't know that, you know, to be, you know, a person who is different from me, that's what the experience is like. And and that's the wonderful thing about platforms such as Blogger is that it brings together women of all different kinds of races and social classes and backgrounds and political beliefs. And, um, you know, you don't have to agree with everything, but I think that there's always something enriching that helps you understand the world by by learning about other people. Yes. You have been quite busy. And in the last couple of months, Blogger has teamed up with She Knows Media and another organization. I'm going to leave you to tell more about it, but it's the Women's Lives Effort. Can you talk more oh, about right, that? Oh, right, right. Right. So, um, uh, you know, and, and other people can probably get into more details better than I can. I'll just tell you a little bit about, you know, my angle of the 
part that I am involved with. But um, as you probably already know, uh, Blogger became part of the She Knows Network about a year ago. And so She Knows is a really big company, a big media company that um, has its own website. And so now um, it is um, Blogger has a, you know, closer ties with She Knows. And She Knows also has a lot of really great content um, of its own. They have a children's platform um, where they have kids, elementary school or young teenagers who create content and talk about hot issues of the day. And, um, and then so at the beginning of 2015, then um, Blogger and She Knows started partnering with Public Radio International and um, and PRI had this Women's Lives initiative where they really wanted to dedicate a lot more research, resources into telling stories about women and um, women all around the world and their experiences and, um, you know, just how, you know, whether it's positive or not so positive, you know, things where women are suffering or things where women are doing great things, you know, just everything. So, um, so you'll see a lot more... Uh, content on Blogger or just in the Twitter stream or on the Facebook page. You'll see stories being shared and, um, you know, sometimes other bloggers who belong to the Blogger network are writing about them and um, it's just a way that, you know, we all, we all benefit when we work together and when we share our ideas and, and get things out there. Yes, that's what I loved about that effort. It just excited me to hear more about it I had seen it online um, a couple times, but I hadn't really paid a lot of attention until I was at Blocker and attended the opening keynote and had a chance to get there. And it just blew my mind. I was like, this is one of those times where I was like, you should have slowed down, sister, and clicked the button <laughs> and really took more time to read it instead of just breathing over it because it really is an opportunity for women to expand their digital citizenship voice and to um, spread the information around in different communities and different platforms and to make news and have it be heard um, and to talk about the news that matters most to to us. Right, so, right. You are... Um, Amazing woman in my mind, and I know <laughs> oh, you. Thank you. <laughs> you inspire me, and you influence, and you inform me. And I know you do that for many others. As we wrap up the show today, could you share maybe one or two tips that people can use to express their digital citizenship voice online? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the first one is so easy. It's just to amplify what other people are already doing. You know, everybody's sitting there reading their Facebook feed, reading multiple sources of information all day. So it's hard to sift through the noise. So you, everyone can do on their own part is just share what is what you know you see as meaningful or um, something that helps you understand something you know, something that was thoughtful, help you see something from someone else's perspective, you know, like you don't necessarily have to go out and write about something that you don't understand, but, but anybody can share, you know, something that you think is, um, is important and can help other people understand things um, in a different way. 
you know, and then the second way is to go a little bit deeper if you want to start creating your own content. There's so many different ways to do that now, and it's so much, I mean, it's just easier than ever to create content, whether it's on a blog, uh, you know, and, and like you, you don't really even have to create your own blog like on a website nowadays. There's so many other ways to do it. So, you know, if you don't want to go down that road of um, quite so much commitment, you can start a Tumblr. You can um, just tweet things. You can um, pin things. You can create YouTube videos if, if that's more of your type of thing. So there's so many different ways, you know, and you can share your content to bigger sites. And you can, you know, for example, on Blogger, I'll just make a little bit of a pitch here. Um, you know, there are um, so many opportunities for people to share, to cross-post their own blog posts onto Blogger, and or just, you know, if you don't have your own website, you can create an account. Any woman can do that, uh, and just, uh, you know, write about things and and post them there. And you would be amazed at how much that gets your uh, writing out there, and how much that you know helps you to. Um, get a little bit of a bigger following and for people to find out about you. And then, you know, I, I think that I think the main thing is uh, just I think that it's just important to to be involved. And if you have if you have ideas, if you have thoughts, if you um, feel like uh, your story isn't being told or your perspective isn't being heard there's never been an easier time. I mean, there's never been an easier time to tell your story, put your own voice out there, and um, and you just never know when something's going to catch on. And, you know, the more the more you are engaged and you know what other people are talking about and you know what the issues are and, you know, what our government is doing and, you know, then you find out, you know, what you what – you, agree or don't agree with or what you want more people to know about and, and then you just kind of go from there. Yes, I love it. You give me just enough so I can make it into a tweetable. So I thank you. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Well, I want to thank you again for coming on the show and spending some time with us during Digital Citizenship Month. Everybody, if you want to reach out to Grace, Follow her on social media at Hapa Mama Grace. That's H A P A M A M A G R A C E. You can go to her amazing website and learn more about her work at hapamama.com. Grace, thanks again. Everybody, have a great rest of your day, and we'll be talking to you soon with another guest. I'm in the process of lining up a few more folks, so get ready. Bye. All right. Thank you. Bye bye. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.